And welcome to Unfiltered Imposed Opinions, where I'm Drew. And I'm B. And we have a special guest tonight uh, helping with episode eight of Mental Health. Everybody say hello to Chris. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Not bad. I mean, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You you here to stress people out? Yeah, just you, <laughs> just me. Yeah, just you. All right, you're my That's favorite one to stress out. Yeah, I wouldn't we, hit you. You're my favorite turd. <laughs> We've heard. So um, yeah, special episode. I'm hoping to get quite a few people on. Uh, make sure you guys interact. Uh, tell us your stories. Tell us what you're up to. Tell us what you're feeling. How you're feeling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. It's going to be a really weird episode, something we're not really used to, but we'll do a couple of these a year. Uh, not often, but we'll do them. Yeah. Enough. Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's jump into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, not only myself, but quite a few people around me have been dealing with some struggles of mental health, um, different types of mental health. One big thing is uh, I actually had some physical health stuff happen to me because of mental health. Uh, I went, I wasn't really depressed, but uh, I put a lot of stress on my body and uh, was having physical pain, which is, which is something we'll get into about how mental health could affect you physically and actually make you think that you're dying because I was uh, in and out of the hospital. And I've, I've had my stent. Yeah. So, um, but the one thing that I did want to start with before I forgot about it, because I don't know how in depth we'll get this, um, and, and you two can jump in at any point, but, uh, I think that it is insane how there is a intergenerational difference when it comes to mental health. Like when you think of, uh, boomers to gen x to us as millennials to gen z is below us and below fourth is um how each generation recognizes mental health differently because um boomers for the most part most of them that i know they see mental health as a weakness 
Um, I see Gen X sees mental health as, for the most part, what it's there for, but they still kind of shrug it off, shake it off, like, oh, get up, brush your knees, you're fine, you know. Uh, Think about something else. Uh, Millennials, I think we're the most mental health aware, and I think that's why they think that we're the weak generation where it started, you know. I think that we are the most mental health aware in a positive way. Oh, yeah. I think the generation... And, and that's what us, hurts us the most? Uh, well, yeah. But I think the generation below us recognizes the mental health, but I think they use it as a disadvantage instead of as an advantage to help you yeah. through shit. Instead, they're like, oh, well, I have this. I can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I think so. I, I also think that, I mean, a lot of that comes with, uh, I would guess like parenting and stuff like it, like me as a parent and, uh, Chris as a parent. Um, I think it's uh, a big way of how you parent your kids of whether they like to use it as, as like a weakness or not. Are you still there, Chris? I think we lost her. Oh no. We're having some technical difficulties. Give us a minute. We're still gonna be here with you. But, yeah, these uh, um, these Skype calls are gonna be a bit uh, testy for until we work all the bugs out. Okay. Um. So give us a moment. We're gonna get this fixed. Uh. Well, while Drew is figuring that out, yeah. um. So I. Definitely went through a um, pretty rough time in 2020 is when, which I think obviously a lot of people went through a rough time in 2020, but that was where mine really um, was at the worst. Can you hear us now? Yes. Okay. Hey, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> um, I was just getting into um, 2020 and how that was like when my big uh, breakdown, you could say, my, my big mental breakdown. Breakdown. Yeah. And uh, it was something that I have never experienced before. It was very frustrating. It was scary. And it was something that I did not think I was going to be able to come back from because it was something that I had never experienced before. Right. Um, I will say that one of the reasons that Chris is here is because, well, we just love her kind of. Oh, thanks. Um, (laughs) One of the other reasons is because she was actually one of the biggest helps that I could have had. When she lived near, uh, she was the one who lived the closest to me. She was the one who got a lot of the brunt of my fucking just complete breakdown because she was able to help me 
which I was extremely grateful for. Right. Drew was also a big help. Uh, Tommy, my brother. That I mean, obviously I was more mom. so the of the help of uh, whipping you into shape. Me and you have that kind of relationship. Yeah. We'll, we'll be aware about each other's mental health, but at the end, we're like, all right, dude, it's been enough. Yeah, like get the fuck over it. Well, yeah, fucking. So that that kind of shows that generational difference where we're most aware as millennials. But we still have like that trickle down of Gen X where we're we're like, all right, fucking get over this. Right. You're well. I also had an older man as my father, so yeah. I grew up very old, old school. I guess is what most right. people call that. So I mean, but yeah, uh, I can honestly say if it wasn't for these two, biggest the biggest one who helped me was. Chrissy, um, because obviously you, I mean, you've dealt with anxiety and mental health for fucking years. Chris, did we lose her again? No, I think not. Yes. No. Hello. Chrissy. Are, are you there, Chris? Hold on, might be. <laughs> nope, she says can't hear y'all again. Ah, uh, we'll we'll give this another go. <laughs> but um, yeah, she was definitely one of uh the biggest helps that I could have helped me get through everything because she was so aware of it from dealing with it at a younger age that she had to deal with it. I'm not exactly sure how long she has dealt with, um, I know it has been for a while. I believe she said it was high school, might have been middle school. I don't know. Not 100% sure. But, um, so she was, she was definitely my biggest help. That I could have got through that. And now I can say that I have it under control for the most part. Obviously, I have days to where I fucking lose my shit. And I'm like, nah, I don't know what to fucking do. But everybody has those days. And and if anybody who feels like you're not allowed to have those days or anybody tells you you're not allowed to have those days, they're a fucking liar. You're allowed to have those days. Because everybody has those days to where you just can't control it and you need to just break down and let it out and move on from whatever is making you that anxious or, you know, whatever you're feeling at that moment. We are still working on getting Chris back, which is why Drew is not as talkative as he normally is. Um, but we, um, like we said, this is definitely going to be a weird episode. Uh, we weren't exactly sure how this Skyping was going to go. Um, as of right now, not going great, but... Drew is. I'm gonna work some magic. Um, right. Give me, uh, give me some more of your thoughts on the generation thing, and and I'll answer some questions when I'm done. Uh, 
generational like like the like the awareness oh well i definitely think like our grandparents i don't think that was a thing back then um well for me like even my father like that that wasn't a thing because my dad is old um but like our parents, like our mothers, um, I think it started becoming a thing, but it was like you said, it was one of those things to where they were just like, no, we don't, we're not going to deal with it because it's not real. Yeah. And then, you know, the generation down from them, like Billy and Todd, they're like, yeah, it is, it is a thing, but we're not going to deal with it. We're just going to. Pretend it's not there. And then our generation's like, yeah, this is fucking real. And now we have to deal with it. Because we're fucking well aware that it's a thing. And our kids, or well, your kids and that generation is like, oh my god, we have so many problems. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we, we should probably stop there because if the next generation gets worse, we're fucked. And that is my opinion. Huh. Yeah, that can be your opinion. Uh, I just, I feel like, listen, everybody says that millennials are the ones that whine and complain and stuff like that. And it, yes, to a point, um, I'm not a huge fan of our generation. There are a bunch of fucking whiners, but the generation under us is by far the worst. When it comes to complaining and whining, like everybody complains, everybody whines. If you're a human being with a fucking pulse, you complain about something. That is yeah. a fact. That is not an opinion. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I got it to work. Did you? That's great. So, um, I don't know if you were able to hear what I was saying? Not much. Okay. You guys sound a little funky, but I, I don't know if that's how it's going to sound uh, to everybody else, or uh, it sounds very echoey. It might. Um, how about now? Oh, that's a lot better. There you go. Hey. No reverb. Hey, Fonzie. Okay. So, um, so wait, when you got cut off, I was talking about how I was going through my shit in 2020 and that mm -hmm. you were probably the biggest help, obviously with Drew and Tommy, but you were really the one who helped me through it because you had dealt with it for so long that you kind of knew how to deal with yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. I asked, how long have you dealt with like anxiety and depression? Um, so, I I mean, I would say my whole life because there is points of time before I was, like, 12 that I kind of, like, blacked out. And that's a big sign of, of having trauma, childhood trauma. So, I mean, I know that there was things before then, but a really big 
age for me when it came to especially depression. It started around 12, 13, for sure. So preteen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well I, think, I think I think that's, that's where it starts, starts for a lot of people. Well, um, I mean, it, it definitely can start younger. younger. There's childhood trauma is definitely a thing, and there's a lot of people in our family that definitely know what that's all about. But um, preteen is whenever it gets heavy. I think you feel more emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You start to go through puberty and then middle schoolers, they're brutal. Oh, like the bullying 100%. and everything like that definitely doesn't yeah. make it any easier. Um, uh, one, one of the, the big, big things, things I was, was talking about was uh, the generational awareness around mental health. Uh, the difference <laughs> between like boomers, Gen X, millennials and Gen Z and below. Um, just how you can tell the different level of awareness for mental health, um, where boomers kind of just like they're, they're the shake off ones like, Oh, that didn't happen. Or they just completely block they bottle, bottle it up. And, um, Gen X recognizes it, but they see it as a weakness. And then millennials embrace it. They're more aware. They're most aware, I would say. And like Brandon said, usually for like, a positive way. Like, we can recognize it and try to figure out how to fix ourselves, but also um, be aware to help other people with it and everything. And then Gen Z um, are probably the most aware, but like like Brandon kind of said, is they, they use it as an excuse. An excuse. An escape. Like, oh... This, this is, is what's wrong with me. Feel bad for me. And like, I know millennials and stuff that do that too. Every, no, I'm not just saying that Gen Z does that. Right. Gen Z is the one I've heard. They're just fucking known for it. Yeah. That's just the ones that use it the most as an excuse. Like, oh, I have this wrong with me, so I can't do this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. And you have to accommodate me. It's like, mm, no. How about you accommodate yourself and fucking figure it out? Like, get help if you need it, but don't fucking expect everyone to just... And let me put this out globally for everybody listening or maybe potentially. Yeah, we have global listeners. It, it didn't sound like you said globally. Globally. It sounded like you said globally. I don't know. That's what I heard. I'm not patched from SpongeBob. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Anyways, um, good. Let me put this out there globally. I want you guys to know that as much evil as there is out there, there's always someone out there willing to help. Always. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a good outlet for that. I love trying to help people in every way that I can. Um, then there's, there's the Chris is that way. Brandon will tell you, get the fuck over it. Um, he'll, he'll help you. He'll help you out. But yeah, not um, much anymore, but I do want to, I, I can, I can honestly say now I, um, am definitely, why are you touching me with your toe? I, I was trying to stretch my leg. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can honestly say now I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with uh, helping people. I don't have a problem with helping people that I know. A total stranger. I mean, 
I'm not just going to be like, don't fucking talk to me. Get the fuck away from me. Like I would have a few years ago. Yeah. But I'm still going to be like, it also depends on what mood I'm in. Like if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I have my own problems. Get away. Yeah. If I'm in a pretty decent mood, then I'll be like, oh, what's, what's going on? Right. And I'll listen until I, I can't. And then I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. Until I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just true. That's but at, at the end of what I was going to say, I want to clear out some red and some leisure. Ledger, 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 ledger. You want to talk about it? No. I want to clear some red in the ledger. Stop saying that millennials are the worst generation. We are the best generation, and we are better than every generation. Well, <laughs> the, the only reason why I say that is because our mental health awareness. We know how to fix ourselves, and we know how to fix you. Do we? For the most part, right. Um, you're really uh, fucking driving it home there, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's just how I. That's just how I feel. I, I hate people that give millennials shit for stuff. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we're going through and that we've been through. Um, just all the different events in our personal life as well as in our collective lives. Here's the thing: everybody, everybody has problems. We just we know how to not only one display our problems for not only everyone to see, but for ourselves to see. Right. And how to handle those problems. See, for the I most don't part, display my things. You can. I. Not saying I don't. Yeah, you are capable of doing so. You right. just don't, you decide not to. Right. right. I, I I choose not to display. display. Like, if, if I'm, I'm going, going through shit, shit, I'm not fucking getting on social media and being no, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that in particular. What I'm saying is, uh, as a collective, um. Uh, whenever you were going through problems, you don't think you displayed that for not only Chris and myself to see. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying I don't mean you blurt it out on that's social not, media. That I don't I'm saying, consider that when it comes displaying to, it. I consider that asking for help. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people ask for help in different ways. Like right. I, I do like the fact that a lot of our generation can put stuff like that out on social media to obviously let other people know, like, Hey, I'm going through this. Yes. Um, I don't have anybody in my personal life I can talk to. So I'm letting you guys know that you're not alone if you're going through this too. But I also want to find somebody who's been through it that can help me. Cause not everybody has close cousins like us or right. siblings or close family. So I, think, I like we can put it out on social media and not be automatically judged by the people our age. Right. And well, I, I think, think the, the biggest thing that I know Brandon's going to say is he's talking about a lot of those woe is me people. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That Don't, shit. Like, Fucking. But the problem is it's because of social media and the different and the different digital media outlets and everything that we have, even the diff, different digital outlets as far as like chats and text messages and messenger and stuff like that is you have your woe is me people, but 
there is a very fine line to de- to decipher is this person really having a problem or is this person just trying to call out for attention and it's a very fine line that is hard to decipher so me being the empath that i am is i try to do a little digging to find out and if 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 you're constantly throwing it at people like one big thing is the shit that i can't no that right there that is what i'm talking about when you're like constantly just fucking woeing is me throwing it in people's faces like oh i'm blah 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 it's like listen do you think you're the only one who has fucking problems right but in like that's what irritates me maybe that's the kind of help that they need they need to be listen you you if you need it, it all talk, comes if you need from to talk to somebody talk to someone and i could even be that person but everybody has their own problems and you don't need thoughts and prayers on facebook from everybody right i mean it, the thing but is, is you, you don't really know what they're going through and the reason why they're doing that that's why there's that there's that fine line Yeah, because that could also stem from a different um, mental health issue that because none of us deal with, like, um, abandonment issues, those types of people, they will reach out in ways that we're not used to Yeah, to get that attention and to get that, like, approval and everything from people. So it's it's it is there is a fine line. It's hard to determine. Uh, super. <laughs> Everything she just mentioned. Drew does have abandonment issues and the need for attention and validation. Right. Yeah, a lot just, of people do. So it's like start... just because we don't act that way doesn't mean you know they're not actually going through things. You want to write, write my bio- my biography? Your biography. Your biography. My biography. This is. Yes, I'll write your biography, bro. There it is. This is why you stress me out. I don't stress you out. <laughs> Let's get one thing clear here, pal. Yeah. You stress yourself out. I do. I do. And my dad does. Yeah. You have daddy issues. We all have daddy issues. Oh, yeah. You guys are a little different than mine. Well, right Can we just have a whole episode about father issues? Right. Right now, we all have the same daddy issue because they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you get, get to hang, hang out with your dad, Chris. Well. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, in a you, sense, can, you can grab a stick and go, tickle, 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 tickle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Grandma would appreciate that. I don't think that. Grandma would appreciate that either. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think. I hope, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, If she does. Sorry, Graham. Love you. Yeah. Total joke. Um, But... So, so another, another thing, thing about, about uh, different, different types, types of mental health issues that we've been seeing a lot lately is, uh, I'm not calling out names for anybody, but there's been quite a few preteens and children that have been dealing with stuff at school. Um, and uh, I, I just want to let you guys know that you're not alone. Um, you don't have to do some of the things that we've done as preteens. I can tell you that a lot of that stuff, as far as self-harm and stuff like that, it it doesn't work. No. It it makes things worse a lot. 
Um, but the, even if you can't talk to your friends, your teachers, your parents, your siblings, there are people out there that will help and will always be there to help. And um, there's aunts, uncles, cousins. The one thing that I can say, and I've, I've told a lot, I've told a lot of people this is. Quite a few of those people, and I, I don't know so much about Brandon. I don't, I, I know he did, he had some bullying in school, but once he became pretty much able to hold his own, he never really had issues. But I had issues pretty much up until through high school. Um, I can tell you that probably 85% of those people that decide to bully a bunch of people, including you and other people, they peak. That's it, that's all they get. Well, um, and, and yes. they they may have issues of their own that you might not see, maybe blinded by, and the only thing you're seeing is because you're getting hurt. Right. Um, but they might be going through things themselves. I've seen quite a few people um, that used to bully me in high school. They're now um, living in subsidiaries on drugs. Uh, doing illegal stuff. Um, well, and that's probably comes from their own shit yeah. that they yeah, dealt with. Their own, their own mental health. But right, you're you're not saying that. I don't want like listeners to think that you're saying like, oh, you're better than that person. No, 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 no. But to just say like, I think all in all, what you're trying to get to is it, it does get better. It may not seem like it at the time, but. You can ask anybody, I would say, our age, in, in their 20s, 30s, it, it, get, it gets better. It doesn't feel like it in your teens, for sure, but right. Um, you have hard days still, what? but it's not going to be the same as it is in school. Well, school is was, the hardest to get through. That was, that was another, another thing, thing that I, I said when we were, we were trying to get, get you back, back was, was, you know, have those days to where you just need to break down a little bit and let it out. Like, don't yeah. let people tell you that, oh, you shouldn't do that or or you're giving up because you, you can't hold it anymore. No, fuck that. Like, I used to be one of those people, and these two can attest to that 100% that I was the person who wouldn't cry, wouldn't show any other emotion but either anger or happiness. Like behind closed doors. Behind closed doors was the only time, and when I was by myself. And you went through a huge, like, alcoholic stir, too. Oh, yeah. That hurt yourself. Yeah, probably. Where I literally picked you up off the floor. Yeah. Because you were... Not only were you like completely as strong, probably alcohol poisoning if it was even happened to you, but mm. literally, like, I've seen you at the worst I've ever seen you. I don't know if it was your worst, but mm. probably not the worst that I've ever seen you where you literally were on the ground crying, drunk. And telling me that you you didn't want it anymore, you were done. Yeah, and, and I've been there too. Um, not so much. Well, I uh, I had two attempted suicides, and um, I've I I have quite a few people. The two people on 
this podcast right now have helped me. Uh, my brother AJ has helped me. My brother Justin has helped me. Um, but the biggest person that's helped me through a lot of my mental health is my wife. Um, she's got me through a lot. Uh, she has almost committed me twice. Um, once like five or six years ago. And then, um, just recently with my mental health episodes asked me if I needed to, you know, um, but you, you move on. You got to find the, you got to find the, it's the little things that that's what I, I have to tell people. I mean, just as recently, my big mental health episode that I had, um, I found out that, you know, I haven't literally played video games in like eight months and I started recently playing them with the, uh, Rocket League competition me and you were in and I played and, and I've. I, a lot of a lot of my worries, a lot of my stress, a lot of that shit went away. Yeah, because um, it's it's, an it's my escape. Yeah, you definitely have to find those things. It, the little things. It's it's hard. Yeah, the little things, but just things that that you enjoy. Because, uh, like for me, my hobbies change. It's Puzzles. it's a undiagnosed ADHD thing right. that I I have like compulsive hobbies for maybe a couple weeks and then they don't bring me joy anymore and then I move on to the next thing and then every couple months I'll move back to that first thing you just have to find a couple things that make you feel at peace even if it's just for five ten minutes because sitting in the house doing nothing scrolling through social media especially looking at other people's lives social media is a lie like that's going to be your biggest thing that messes with your head Like, don't compare your lives to other people. One of the biggest things about social media, just to touch on what you said and I'll let you continue, is social media posts are showing you a snippet of someone's lives where they're either the greatest they've ever been or the worst they've ever been. Right. So you're just seeing from one one spectrum to the other, like big events on mental health spectrum. So they're either the worst they've ever been or the best they've ever been. And you're trying to compare your whole life to that. It's never going to work. No, no, absolutely not. And it's going to send you in a spiral. I, I've deleted social media off my phone a couple times um, in my life. And it was only for brief, like three months here, six months there. And it's, it's a good way to recharge, but anyway, go ahead and finish. Um, yeah, just sitting inside and scrolling through social media, it's, it's not going to get any better that way. And I used to say, um, no, nothing's going to fix it. Or you like, I used to be very like in, in denial about things like going outside, getting sun. It really does help. It, everybody yes. that I have talked to who has, I don't want to say overcome, because you don't overcome stuff like this. It's something that you you struggle with on and off, basically for the rest of your life, unfortunately. But, but getting outside, getting sunlight, talking to people, socializing, even getting on, on a video game and talking to your online friends, yeah. you you need to have the socialization, get some sunlight stay hydrated like it's simple things like that go for a walk around the the block and enjoy the scenery around you staying cooped up in a room looking at other people's lives online the worst thing you could do and 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 inside your own thoughts too right that'll that'll hurt you a lot too 
Um, but, wow, well, guys. Thanks. We write your biography now? Yeah, apparently. Uh, we went from Drew Hour to B Hour real fucking quick. We'll strike nerves. We're, we're going to strike nerves. Um, guys, All right, let, let's, on, not, let's not uh, touch on mine, please. Can you make me cry? On, uh, I'm sensitive, guys. I'm, I'm sensitive. sensitive. On you're another note, sensitive uh, as we're a heart attack. attack. Just, Just as, as we're, we're here to help, there's many other people there to help. I did put in the Facebook description, um, it's the... Not just the suicide prevention, but it's just a, a help outlet. A help outlet. There it is. Um, for for you to connect with. Uh, that I put in there the chat because I could only put links, but there is a phone number you could call too. Um, you could ask Siri, ask Google. They're very, very highly intuitive on helping with mental health, and they will always give you the prevention hotline for someone to talk to if you want to actually talk. But you could text them too. Um, if, you if you don't feel, feel like comfortable, comfortable talking, talking and you want to text or chat, they, they have all those outlets. So, guys, if you're feeling something, make sure you reach out like that. Um, yes. But we're here to talk, too. And realistically, if you guys ever have an issue, you can, you know, get on any of our websites, um, any of our videos, it doesn't just have to be our mental health ones. Um, and if you just want to talk, bullshit, chat, we might not do it right away, but Drew and I are going to be a lot more active um, with these websites and social medias and stuff like that. And if, if, if even if it's just, you know, you need someone to say hi or you have a quick question that you need, you know, that you, you can't figure out and you just want to get somebody else's opinion, feel, by all means, feel free to ask, um, you know, comment, whatever, because we'll help if we can. Absolutely. Yes. I, I can't give you the winning lottery numbers, but. Right. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll do anything I can to help you in any other way. Uh, but. A uh, little bit more about me. Uh, I, I've i also started whenever I was little. Um, and uh, but my, my real father left me whenever I was two. And uh, I struggled a lot with abandonment issues. And um, it goes in and out uh, even today. Uh, I joke about it. Whenever you, whenever you see me feel... The scratch of pain of my abandonment issues is mostly whenever I'm seeking for validation or wanting that uh, collective time or anything. And um, that that's whenever I'm struggling a bit with my abandonment issues. Uh, I, I do have a stepfather. He uh, He's really good. He's been there a lot for me. Um, and and he's there when he's can when he can. But my my mother and my my stepfather also have a lot of their own issues that I try to do my best to help them out with. But um, nothing I think can really replace your actual uh, parents, maternal and paternal parents. So I mean, uh, it's it's something that I have struggled with, and I believe I always will. Um, one of the things that I did in my life to combat 
how I felt about where I was in my life as a child and all the things I went through is I made a promise to myself that I was always going to be a better dad than he was. Um, and joke or not, it's, uh, as long as I'm there, I'm guessing I'm better, but, uh, yeah. Um, my, I, I haven't, thank God yet have run into any of any huge issues with my children, but I know it'll come. Um, and, and I'm going to try to prepare myself the best way that I can, but I know it's going to be hard. Having kids is hard, but I know that I can be there because that's the promise that I made for myself. And, um, like I said, my wife has been a huge influence on helping me with my mental health. And I think whatever God that I can thank or the God or whatever, whatever you believe in or whatever I believe in, I'm not sure, but, uh, that she's there for me. I, I, I have many good outlets, but she's definitely number one. And she's the one that kind of holds me and, and whips me into shape, whatever she's feeling like doing that day. And I, and I think, everything that she's there. So Haley, if you actually listen to this, I love you. Um, if not, she is right downstairs. Yeah. So, but, uh, it could be hard. Um, abandonment issues are very, very crazy, very different. Uh, when you run into bullying and everything, uh, I can tell you guys the other thing other than, actual peer support as far as my wife, uh, Chris, Bran, Ash, a couple people that have been there for me. Music has been a very big, uh, outlet for me other than those people in video games. Um, and music can be powerful and, and it's not just the melodies and stuff like that. If you actually listen to lyrics, lyrics, are insane. They can make you cry. They can make you happy. They can make you want to punch people in the face. Like lyrics. And and, and that's what I try to tell people. Like when you listen to a song, listen to the song, listen to what they're talking about. And I have, I have a laundry list of music that I could, that I could show you that I could believe help you in certain situations, just because those songs talk about those situations. Just a, a real quick plug. Next music, our next episode is going to be about music, so I'll throw a few of those to you guys then. But if you need them now, just let me know, and I'll send you a couple. Um, what about you, Brian? What are my outlets? Yeah. Uh, music. Music is definitely one of them. Uh, I think that's that's one thing that. Uh, especially, especially the three, three of us on here, you, myself, and Chris, have in common uh, when it comes to dealing with anxiety and realistically anything else. Like, not just, not just the shitty parts, but even, like, the happy and fun parts. Usually music is involved. Yeah, well, mental health is an... Actually, I don't want everybody to think either that mental health is a bad thing. Good mental health exists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't just think of your mental health whenever you're feeling down or feeling worthless or feeling like this is it. 
Mental health is also the good parts. Like good mental health is those times when you feel good. You get that tingly feeling. You get uh, the chills, stuff like that. You gotta you gotta remember those things too. Like whenever you feel happy and it's like the best time of your life, or whenever you get the chills when you hear something, whether it's a song, a lyric, or even just. Uh, someone, someone saying, saying something, something to you, do you if you remember those things and you apply those things from your good, healthy mental health to those times when you're just feeling down and out, that they'll help you get through it a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, my, uh, I would have to say my other outlets. Uh, I've really gotten into the axe throwing. That's one of the things to where when I go out there, like, I literally have... You disconnect from the yeah, world. Yeah, like, I am completely on a cloud just having fun, hanging out. Like, I'm not fucking worried about anything. Yeah. Um, another th- another one is video games. Um, I, we have... And puzzles. Puzzles. Yeah, puzzles. The yeah, I love I love <laughs> the puzzles too. You're welcome. Uh, big fan. Uh, I've loved puzzles since I was little. You just were able. You were willing to do them with me, <laughs> so I started enjoying them a lot more when I had someone who was like, "Yeah, let's do a puzzle," and I was like, "Fucking right!" And board games. Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Josh just got that fucking new board game. You have to come over and play it. It's fun. Oh, I'll try it out. It's, um, it's like a combination. It's a combination between life and Mario Party. Oh, wow. It's fucking amazing. So, speaking of board games, if you want Brandon to stress you out like he stresses me out, play him in a game of Risk. Risk? Yep. I don't know why I... <laughs> Nobody, Nobody will, will play, play that, that game, game with me anymore because you stress. You know exactly why. I don't say you don't know why. I don't. You you, you want to link this stuff with current events? events? You're the Vladimir Putin of Risk. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm just good at the game. I I'm sorry. I I don't know what you want me to say. Anyway. Um, anyway, is that, is that any, all the outlets? Any Those are good outlets. Um, unfortunately, one of my outlets is not masturbation. Well, yeah, but that's everybody's outlet. Um, one of my outlets, which is not the healthiest outlet, is drinking. Yeah, but I have gotten that under control for the most part. I will say. Yeah, and, and I, I don't, don't nearly drink, drink as much as I used to. I think, I think that is one of your de-stressors. I think if you think about it cognitively, one of your outlets would be social socialization. Because I think when you drink alone, it's just essentially like me smoking a cigarette or you having a chew in. It's a de-stressor. Yeah. Um. But like when I'm at the outlet, whenever you're like, 
depressed or something like that, it's going to be the socialization for you, I think, when you're like, hey, man, you want to go drink? Or, hey, I want to go to go out to the bar and see who's there and play some pool with somebody. Those more or less, more, more or less, when I say I want to go out to the bar, it's because I want to play pool. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to so see that's, who's there. That's a good outlet, too, though. Playing pool is... A good outlet. I think I the, can. So I think the, the beer helps, helps with your de-stressing. The beer and helps with my socialization. socialization. Yes. Well, it does. Yeah. I'm not a very social person sober. But I'm not going to tell everybody to go out and drink. I'm not either. I'm not promoting like, hey, if you have bad mental health, go drown yourself in a bottle of tequila. No, don't fucking do that. Don't do anything. Excess. Yeah. Don't do anything in excess. It it turns bad. Even the best things. Yeah. Right. Like, like no, don't, don't do that. that. Like, that's, that's why I said, like, like drinking, smoking, smoking chewing, uh, uh, like, like tobacco, tobacco products, products, alcohol, uh, drugs, stuff, stuff like that. that. The best thing I, I could say for everybody is, it, it, and I was, was literally just saying this to be earlier, it's, it's a band aid. So if you think about a band aid, say you cut your finger, okay. And it's bleeding. Say you cut it kind of pretty deep. And you put a Band-Aid on that. It stops it and it helps it for a little bit. But if you continue to have that Band-Aid on there for days. It's never going to heal. It's never going to heal. And it's going to get moisture inside. And it eventually could probably turn into an infection. Like a staph infection or something. Which makes your problem a lot worse. And that's the same thing with like alcohol, drugs, stuff like that. Okay. I'm not saying that it's terrible. Right. But I'm definitely, definitely saying it's not the best it's for not, mental health. It's not a fix. And it's it's, it's definitely, definitely not a fix. fix. Right. It's, it's not, not going to fix the issue. issue. Right. It's, it's just, just going to, like you said, put a Band-Aid over it for the time being to get you through. But eventually, if that's what you keep doing, it's going to make it a lot worse. Right. Which is what happened to me. Like... You know, five, well, I think like five years ago or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, not to not to make this nerdy on you guys, but I see the brain as like this complex thing. And this is just going by basically my background and everything. I see the brain and the body like a computer. Of course you do. And, uh, well, I mean... <laughs> You have your brain, which would be the processor, and I'm not going to get into that. But the best thing I could say is whenever you have an electronic, and think about this too, whenever you have an electronic and it starts to completely grow, go haywire. Grow ahead? No. Grow hair? Grow hair? Go, goes haywire. Whenever you call technical support or anything like that, Whenever you call technical support or anything like that, the first thing they tell you to do is to turn it off and turn it back on. Yes. So that bleeds a little bit into what Chris was saying is you have to shut down for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just... You have to put yourself in rice. It's not, yeah. It's not just going to... Did you just say you have to put yourself in rice? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Um, it's not just going to sleep, although sleep can help. Sleep, listen, I will say one of the biggest things that I steal with, 
still deal with today. Yeah, apparently. It's contagious. Um, is my sleep. Yeah, because there's some days where I, A, don't get sleep at all, or B, only get like three, four hours of sleep. Yeah. And then there's other days where I get 12 hours of sleep, and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Sleep is a big thing. Sleep can help. Getting a normal, like, Regular night, like a like six to eight solid, uninterrupted hours of sleep, can do wonders for your mind, for your body. Oh yeah, like that is a something big thing. that we rarely get. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like I said also... before, even the best things in excess, you start to sleep too much. That can definitely make your depression worse. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, well, I will say that I definitely need to get a new bed because that is one of my issues. Yeah. It's because that mattress is old as fuck. Yeah. Um, another thing I did as, uh, as a young lad was uh, I dabbled into self-harm. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to uh, cut myself, bite myself, scratch myself, all kinds of stuff. I never, that was one thing that I never did. It, and I never understood it. So, like, I never, it's, it's a euphemism, I think, uh, more so of you want to feel the pain on the outside that you feel on the inside so the inside pain would go away and you could deal with it on the outside. Uh, it's that's, also a that's form of uh, I, control. I yeah, a form of control, too. You're taking control of what hurts you and what doesn't. In a sense. That's what I mean, like, kind of. That's what I was getting from it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've never took that route or I've never dealt with uh, my anxiety or depression or whatever I had going on. So here's the biggest thing. As close as you are to me. If I've never told you that, would you have ever known? No. And that's the thing that scares me the most about a good sense of a lot of people. And and, and that's the biggest thing of, of anything. This podcast, all those helplines and everything, um, you, you literally don't, you wouldn't know what people are going to. Because so many people are so good at concealing it. Right. And, and, and I think a lot of people feel like they don't have people to talk to or they can't talk to anybody. They're just, well, they, they feel like they either are one, completely crazy, or two, they're going to be judged, or are three, um, well, just I will say that don't think that it's an option. Another, one of the things is, is you have to want help. Yes, that is one of the biggest steps in helping yourself Yes, get better with your mental health. If you don't want help and people are trying to help you, it's quite possibly going to make things worse. Yes. So you yourself have to want to be helped. 
because when I was, I think it was like sixth grade, and I had to go through anger management. One of the we've talked about this. Yes. I didn't want help because I didn't think anything was wrong. I was just an angry person at that point, a angry teenager. Yeah. So I did not want to be there, had no desire to talk to this dude. Right. Like, even told him a couple times, like, stop, like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. So, like, you really, you have to be self-aware to, well, one, make yourself better. The one biggest thing that is obviously an actual quote and an actual thing is... um. To fix any problem, you got to realize that there is one. All right. Um, if you don't think there's a problem, then, then it's not going to get fixed. Not only that is who's to say there is a problem. Right. And and now you're only causing yourself to self spiral. If you don't recognize a problem, then it can't be helped. And if The problem is non-existent in your own mind. Then you're you're never going to realize that there's a problem until you actually do. Right. Um. And I think that could be hard for some people. Uh, yeah. Quite a few people. Um. And, and I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but if you don't think there's a problem and there's many clearly people around you recognizing a problem, you might be the problem. As hard as that is to swallow, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, I'm unfiltered, especially on this podcast. I'm, I mean, I'm unfiltered in life, and that's... That is realistically one of the hardest pills to swallow. I know, uh, first and foremost, to actually, like, like I said in 2020, when, like, I realized, like, I don't deal with things the best way, like, having to realistically tell yourself, like, yeah, listen, you dumb fuck, like... You need to quit. You need to figure some other things out. You need to ask for help. Or if you don't want to ask for help, figure other ways out to deal with your shit. Now, yes, and sadly, that's safe thing. Well, here's the thing. I was, I was just going to say, so here... You got past the first step. So when you get past the first step of realizing there's a problem, now is your perfect time to ask for help. Right. Because nobody, no one, nowhere, no how should have to deal with that alone. And those are the people that I feel bad for the most. Because there are people out there that have no one. Right. Have no family, have no one left. They could be very elderly and just outlive the rest of their family and have no one. 
Um, they could be an only child and their parents are gone and had no kids and no aunts and uncles. Like, there's, there's billions of situations out there. Yeah, there's many scenarios. But those are the people that I feel bad for the most. And if you are one of those people, I'll help. Perfect strangers uh, are a double-edged sword. You don't know if they're going to be quick to judge you. Um, and you don't know but if, if, they're, if they're strangers, then it doesn't really matter. And yeah. If, because, because here's the thing, thing. if they're, they're going to be sympathetic, sympathetic towards you and help you, you great. You, you found, found your outlet. outlet. Um, if they're going to be judgmental and completely nasty, they don't fucking know you anyway. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah. You might've told them their problems and now they have a little bit of ammunition, but what are they realistically going to do there? They can't ruin your life with that. I mean, you could easily block them, you know, like, um, you don't have to talk to that person anymore or anything like that, but like, uh, strangers are good. Um, don't get candy. From any of them out of a van or anything like that. Don't trust the white van. Um, but <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, there was that's the biggest thing is like a lot of people, and I think that's a detractor for all of us, especially us as millennials, is oh, stranger danger and everything like that. Yes. So, so I, like, like I said in the beginning, there is a lot of evil out in the world, but there are a lot of strangers out there. That when, when people, people hear the word stranger, they get completely distracted or detracted. They're like, uh, that's a fucking scary person because I don't know him. Um, if you think about you don't know what that person has been through, what that person has done. And if you say, hey, can you help me? You would be surprised to know that I think there's a good percentage of people out there that are like, you know what? Yeah, yeah I can help what do you need? What you can need I help you with? Do you need a couple of dollars? You need a shirt? You need to talk? You want to go have a coffee? Listen, look for warning signs. I when you talk to strangers, if the, if it's in person, I will hold on. Look for warning signs. I want to interrupt you for a moment. I will say, being that we live in a smaller town, I think it's a little easier to find somebody who yeah. will help. Bigger towns, yeah, you're unfortunately going to find more of the, no, I don't have time for you, like, get the fuck away from me. Right. Because, unfortunately, big city living, there's a lot of people who are so distracted that they don't realize they could help somebody else because all they're thinking about is me, me, me. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's where... That magic of social media is. You know how many groups there are on Reddit, on Facebook, on uh, Twitch, on many different social media outlets where they're literally just people trying to help other people on mental health. Like they're literally groups of a bunch of people that struggle with the same stuff and they help each other through it. They do what they can. TikTok is a big one too. What's that? There are a lot. TikTok is a big one, too. Oh, yeah, TikTok. TikTok is a, um, yes. And a lot of times, if you're brave enough to go on TikTok and make a video of, of your mental health and everything you're struggling with, 
you'll you'll flood, guarantee it. I'm not saying to do that to try to become clickbait and become TikTok famous, but no. If you're looking for help and you put it out there and you appropriate your tags and everything like that, you will you become famous? Maybe, probably not, but you will get at least one or two people who will see the video and they'll comment and they'll ask if you want to DM them or anything like that. And, and, and they'll try to help you out with it. Um, TikTok, the reason why I think that it's a good outlet for not only content creators, but also for people for mental health and everything is because it is made, run, managed, and moderated by millennials. Man, you are really on the millennial train, aren't you? Today? Yeah, because... <laughs> I, I, I seriously think that it's a generational thing. thing. Listen, I am also, like, like all three of us are millennials. I can honestly say that I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Um, words are hard. <laughs> words are hard, yeah. They um, are. I probably fit better into a more what's the one before us gen x yeah i'm a little more gen x-ish you're a, a millennial x what what is it called when a you're zenial. like in the middle of a zenial is that what it is a zenial would be the gen z millennials right oh yeah yeah well either way i'm Xennial. Xennial. something like that we'll go with that um, I am more of that because I do like your mindset is, but yeah, my mindset, the way I was raised, the, I'm your physical generation. You are a prime time millennial. Well, yeah. But anyway, go ahead and finish with yourself. Um, mainly because like, I don't even remember what I was saying because you kept interrupting me, you fucking douche. That's besides the point. You were saying about you being more Gen X than millennial. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, just don't, don't know, know why I was, was saying that. that. I, I had, had a thought, thought and now it's gone. Well, it'll come back. So continue. Don't don't think too hard. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm already hurting myself. You stress <laughs> me out. You're stressing me out. <laughs> it comes full circle, right? So, Chris, do you have any other points on mental health, as in like? Helping how people can get help. Um, when it comes to how, I still struggle with that because I think it. I think it's mostly because I've found the things that, like my outlets and stuff. So I do tend to handle things myself when I know. I probably shouldn't sometimes. And then I also have like you guys, I have my mom, I have my people that I, I go to. So I haven't really had, ha Jesus words are hard. Um, I haven't had to actually find um, new people to talk to. So um, when it, when it comes to reaching out, I mean, like I, I, I did mention the TikTok thing cause I've seen, other people's comments on certain videos saying like, wow, I didn't, 
um, know somebody else is going through this as well. Like it's, it's crazy how a TikTok video can reach so many people in so many different places. So, I mean, that, that's what I would probably go to if I did need a new person to talk to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think social media, you, yeah, I think social media is, is definitely a go-to because I know that like the hotlines and stuff to me, it's a little intimidating, which I can understand why somebody wouldn't do that. Um, but you will find somebody who is either going through the same thing you are or has been through something similar and just having someone to relate can make such a difference. Yes. Uh, and they're not going to fix your problems. No. That's that's not what we're saying. And that that is the hardest thing to come to terms with is nobody is going to fix your problems. Right. But no. having someone to vent to, even if you just need to talk like and make it clear, like, are you looking for solutions? Or are you looking just to vent? Right. I will. And you work towards those solutions yourself, getting different opinions from people, but don't expect anybody to fix your problems because they can't. And, and leading off of that, um, I do want to make it clear, like no one can fix your problems for you. People can help you get to where you need to be 100%, but no one can fix your problem. I, I emphasize your because they are your problems. Like everyone has their own problems. Mental health starts with ME. Right. You are the only person who can make those big changes when when you need help with the little things and stuff like that. That's where and and even some I, I won't say all big changes or decisions decisions or something like that you can't get an opinion and help with. But when it comes down to it, you have to be the one to take the steps. You have to be the one to say, I'm tired of dealing with this this way. I want things to get better. And when you do that, that right there is a relief in realizing I don't want to do this anymore. I want things to get better. And I'm not saying that that's an easy task. It's not. It's probably one of the hardest ones. It is one of the hardest things you will ever do in life. Um, when we were talking about the suicide prevention stuff, yes, that is one of the things that hits me very hard is because we do have people in our family who have dealt with that stuff. You, like you said, being one of them. Um, another thing is I actually had a buddy who um, took his own life a couple years ago. And it was a very, 
very hard situation for me and Drew because Drew also knew him very well. We grew up with him. And anybody, I, I don't want to stick too long on this subject because it is such a very touchy subject. But I have never been that far to where I was like, you know, I want to do it. I've, I've, I've been to the point where I'm like, I'm just fucking done. Like, I don't know what to do at this point. Yeah. But I do want to say, like, suicide is... I, I don't agree with it, obviously. I don't think a lot of people do. But I'm not going to be like, you're fucking wrong. You shouldn't fucking do that. Like, I'm not going to be like an asshole because I feel like that doesn't help. Yes. I feel like that makes things worse, especially when you're in that situation of your mental health to where you're to that brink of what, what do I do? Yeah. And just know that, again... Realize, realize these, these are, are just our opinions, opinions and, and I don't think that that's, that's ever that should ever be an option for you because, because there's so many different ways there's always someone who can you can talk to like that is never because come come down to it if that you know happens like that didn't just hurt the people closest to our friend, like that hurt everyone who ever knew. And the biggest thing about it that I'll touch on is, um, if it's one of the, one of the best things that I've ever heard, it, um, for a quote that I heard was, Committing suicide doesn't make the pain go away. It just disperses it to other people. Yes. I think that is one of the best quotes that I've ever heard. And honestly, when I seen that quote, like, it choked me up. Well, here's the thing. One of the biggest things about that, and it was what I was going to touch on, is if one of the main things is because someone is hurting you, whether it be a bully or... Any type of other hurt, whether it's emotional, physical, or anything like that, your ending it all, your decision is not going to play a big effect on that person. And the reason why I say that is because suicide is a permanent solution to temporary problems. Yes. One of the one of the biggest things is you'll never know because. That's it's done. That yeah, that's, that's your true. final hurrah. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it's, it's only gonna only hurt people who wanted to help you or were close to you and stuff like, like that. And it's, it's not gonna, gonna directly affect the person that drove you to that point if it was a person. Now, with that said, um, I'm pretty sure that I've read statistics and I've heard it, and I'd like to share it with people that. If you look at countries that have legal assisted suicide, the suicide rates are so much lower than countries that don't. And I think one of the reasons why is because when you decide to make that decision for yourself and you commit, 
that's you making that decision. Now, places that have assisted suicide and, and have it legal, it's so much lower because you, at that point, were like, all right, well, let's do it. And the assistant, whoever's helping with the assisted suicide's like, yeah, let's get it done. That's not you making the decision. That's someone else making the decision. Right. And that's, and then I think that's why the rates are so much lower. Do I agree with suicide? No. But do I think that people can be drove to that purely out of, um, it's, it's a selfless, it's a selfish act. It is. Um, and, and the biggest way is it's said, and I don't know who it said, who said it. I don't know where the quote's from, but I do know that's one of the biggest quotes is suicide is a permanent solution for temporary problems. Yeah. And, and exactly what you said. It's going to hurt more people around you, and it's going to disperse to the people that want to help, that were there to help. Um, and now they have that trauma because they feel like either they tried to help and it didn't work or they didn't necessarily get a chance to help because they didn't know what was going on. Exactly. That was honestly one of my biggest things, um, that I struggled with when my buddy took his own life because I didn't know. I, I didn't know, and unfortunately, it is it is something that you don't know. Like, not like people aren't just walking around like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. One of the best things I could say, and I don't want, but I know I may get controversial for this, but I may not. Um. If you don't want to watch it yourself, do not watch it yourself. If you feel okay with watching yourself, maybe give it a try. But one thing that really kind of helped me in recognizing stuff, please, if you get the chance and watch it. If, if you're a teenager or a preteen or anything, sit down and watch it with your parents, absolutely. Um, have discussions about it and everything. A lot of you that listening that are listening or anything like that, please watch 13 reasons why on Netflix that show, although it is very graphic, it does have rape. It does have suicide. It does have self harm, self harm, but it goes into depth about different people dealing with different things, mostly high schoolers, but it also has adults. Um, I'm not saying that this is a fix. I don't, I'm not saying use it as a therapeutic thing. I'm saying use it for information. For information. Because it is, it, it is a great TV show. It is very dramatic. But it'll have a lot of things that I can promise will help you connect. There, there's a lot of similar similar situations in this show because it touches on every single type of trauma. And even if it just opens your eyes to see, like, wow, like, I do deal with that, and this is how this person dealt with it, and it helped them, maybe that'll help me. Yeah. 
And, and it'll also help you realize other things like behaviors and stuff of other people, especially parents. I'll talk to you individually. I'm a parent. Chris is a parent. Um, I don't know if Chris has watched it. There's three seasons. I don't know if she has, but the show touches on so much stuff. And especially if you're a parent, you know, it's a crazy thing. We can ask her, Chris, have you watched it? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I started watching it. I have not watched the whole thing, but I did read the book multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah it's also so a book. For, if, so, so for, for you readers, readers yeah, yeah. you're not, a, <laughs> if you're not a movie or a show watcher, then read the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it could definitely help you guys as parents. It could help you guys as teens and preteens look, um, and it, like I said, if you're not comfortable watching it by yourself or at all, by all means, this is just our opinion. Uh, and options to maybe get you started in a process of dealing with what you're going through. Or even a process of recognizing a problem. Right. You may watch the. You may not even think. You could sit here and say, well, I don't have any mental problems. You watch this show, you may be able to pick out things be like, oh, you know what? Yeah. And, and and maybe it could open up you to, you know, talking to someone and be like, hey, watch this show, recognize some of these behaviors or some of these things. I think I might be dealing with something that I was blindsided about. Can you help me? Your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your family, or even a stranger or the suicide helpline, a therapist. They may be better. Yeah. And like realistically... For you younger ones who are in school, a teacher, a guidance counselor, principal, you know, there there is so many people. I can honestly say um, my one principal that I had in middle school, that was obviously a hard time for me. I lost my dad at a very young age, um, right in between uh, elementary and middle school is when I lost my dad. Obviously, you both know that. Um, my principal actually helped me a lot. Um, he, it would just, we, we would sit in his office cause I was, I spent a lot of time in the principal's office. Um, I was not a nice person when I was younger and honestly just sitting in there and even just bullshitting for five or 10 minutes. Now that I look back on it, that did help. Yeah. So, like, you can literally, there's, I can't stress enough how many options there are to try and help you with your mental health. Yeah, there's so many options. And if you think you've exhausted all of them, I promise you there is one that you have overlooked. Yeah. And we're we're not saying, like, you have to go straight into talking about your problems. Just no, find a friend to bullshit with and eventually stuff will start coming out. Right. And you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. Like you, you just need that, that socialization going back to what I was saying before. Right. You need to just have people you can have fun with and talk about anything with. And you, It'll help. It it helps tremendously. 
Right. It has helped. I can honestly say, and I'm like 100% certain that it has helped every one of us by just talking to someone, whether it be each other, a parent, a friend, you know, teacher, uh, principal, like I said, um, a doctor, a therapist, a spouse, a spouse like Drew. I know, Chrissy, you did you do therapy for a little bit? Yes, on and off for years now. Right. And I know that's one of the things that you said actually did help. Because it was somebody who maybe didn't know exactly what you were going through, but you were able to just kind of get it off your chest. And that's one thing that helps tremendously is just getting it out. Yeah. And not like this might it up. Yeah. This might sound silly, but even if you have a pet, there's so many people who are so close to their dogs and cats. Talk to your pet, even just getting it out and off of your shoulders and hearing yourself say these things, that could help. Or you even, don't always need somebody to say things back to you. Or step, even writing it down. Yeah, a journal. Solving a problem is realizing there is one. Yeah. Writing it, if, if you're not comfortable, like if you're socially awkward and... Even and with you yourself. Yeah. Like, and you don't talk to people. Write it down. Hand it to someone. Keep Hand it to yourself. That's, that's where social media can come back into it. You yeah. don't have to say things out loud. You type it out. And then you can also read what you're saying so you don't feel like you're going to stumble over your words or you're going to say something silly. Right. You have time to think about what you're saying and type it out, and you don't. Ha- you're not seeing that person face to face. Look for groups. Groups on Facebook. Groups can help. Uh, type a random word of how you're feeling into TikTok into the search bar. There will be thousands, if not millions, of videos on it. There, you are not the only person at all. No, I can. I can assure anyone listening that. Whatever you're going through, small, big, and anywhere in between, catastrophic, any, anything, someone somewhere has went through it, is going through it, or is eventually going to go through it. Right. Yes. And you never know by talking with someone who has gone through it, they might have some tips. Someone who is going through it might be like, you know what? I'm going through that same thing. Let's go through it together. Yes. Or somebody who hasn't gone through it and you just talk to them because you need someone to talk to. And then they're going through it and they're going to be like, wow, I've already been there for someone to do it. And now I know what I need to do. Or they may revert back to you. Or they might revert back to you. And you just help somebody that you didn't even know was going to end up going through something like that. Right. Yes. Well, we're coming up on the end here, guys. Uh, any closing statements from you, Chris? Um. I was going to mention something, and now I don't remember. Oh, a big thing. Humor. If you guys haven't noticed, we have a lot of dark humor, but that is a big thing 
for a lot of people I know have trauma. One, one of my biggest coping mechanisms. Yes, you you need to you need to learn how to, especially for younger people, make fun of yourself because when other people do it to you, it's not going to hurt as bad. Right, and that's why you just got to learn how to joke about yourself, about what you're going through. It makes it so much easier. And if you feel like you can't throw on some stand up, comedy has gotten me through the worst of times. Same, I will say one of, and I'm gonna do like a little. Plug, I guess you call it Daniel Sloss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is fucking hilarious, but he is one of the realest comics that I have ever listened to. He's been through a lot of stuff that he can he can help a lot of people. Like if you if you want to give him a listen, he's on Netflix. I think his newest one is on. Um, is it HBO Max? It's HBO Max. Yeah, I think. And he has been through some shit, but yeah. he he turns it into into material. Yeah. But literally every comedian has like well, that's yeah. why they're funny. Yeah, that is like, very they are true. All traumatized. Yeah, that is very true. And, and I think if you want to keep it on this subject, I think that the comics that haven't been are the ones that aren't funny. Mm-hmm. The ones that are just trying to be funny to be funny are not funny. The ones that have been through stuff and share and have turned it around and made that something that fuels them to be successful. And it's not just trauma either. Like, just talking about their experiences and different things that they've been. And they use that as jokes. Good things, bad things. Yeah. You know, all of the above. But I will say that Daniel Sloss is one of, by far... Like, like, I've literally watched all three of those stand-ups multiple times. Yeah. Just because, one, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And, two, like, he is one of the realest people that I think I've ever heard do a comedy show. Yeah. And I, he's fantastic. Like, I give him... I don't know the guy personally, but you feel like you do that. I I do. Like I feel like I could have a conversation with him. Yeah, and it would be like talking to a friend. Yeah, because he is so just personable. Personable. Yeah, that's the perfect relatable. Yeah, most perfect word that you could have used. He's so personable. Especially if you've been through a similar situation that he's been through. It might not have been the exact situation, but like a similar situation. And, and it gives you a chance to not only laugh at his material, but also relate to his material and begin to laugh at your own material. Right. Um, with that said, any closing statements, Chris? Um, like a hurrah. Just remember, you're, you're not alone and it does get better. That's... Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I just want to revert back to, um, like I was saying earlier, if if you guys have anything on your mind, don't hesitate. Like, just comment. You know, ask anything. We'll try doing anything we can from obviously over social media or anything like that. Like we're. We're here to have a good time, have fun. But if we can help you, 
we we will like that's another reason why we are doing this because it not only helps us talk about our day you know what we're going through but anytime you guys want to talk about something and if you don't want to talk about it on one of our live shows or anything like that you know message DM us. the page yeah. yeah dm us message the page we'll talk to you we'll it might not be right away it might be you know a couple hours later a couple days later but we we will try as our damnedest to help in any way that we can absolutely um, what about you, Drew? You got anything? Yeah, so pretty much everything they both said. Um, that We've all been through a lot. I've been through a lot that I know have. So, I mean, I've told everybody on here and Chris and B know a lot that I've been through. If you related anything with me, I will help you uh, the best way that I can by sharing more of my experience with you, go more depth, um, tell you what I've done. Um, but... If you can't talk to us, you can't talk to family or any of those outlets or anything that we've mentioned, uh, 1-800-273-8255 is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It doesn't exactly have to be about suicide. Um, if you're just going through stuff, there's people that will talk to you on there. You just got to make sure you tell them, hey, um, I don't believe this is, this is a suicide situation, but I am having a problem with mental health. Um, and they could even refer you to people or refer you to links to help you guys out. I know that they're very helpful in what they do. Uh, so just if you can't get anything from anybody else, that's the number, uh, 1-800-273-8255. Uh, I will post it one more time on the uh, all the social media links that you can follow, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, I'll post it on all of them later on tonight as I'm posting everything else with this episode. Uh, make sure you guys give us a follow, uh, subscribe, like, share. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Make sure you comment, interact with us. We'd love to see that. Next week, we're going to be talking about music, so a little more on that. Um, with that said, guys, uh, we're going to segue out of here. We'll have more like this, and... Uh, we look forward to a little more interaction. Um, so we will see you guys next week. We would also like to thank our guests for being a part tonight. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, for thanks, Chris. Yeah, no problem. It was very therapeutic. Yeah, so we'll, I'm we'll, glad. we'll make sure we get you on a few more episodes. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I need to be on a more um, upbeat one. Yeah, if, absolutely. If I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. This was just, uh, this was one of those ones that I personally kind of wanted you to be a part of because you were such a help for what I went through. And I just, I knew that you had a very positive um, experience these last, you know, year or so. And yeah. helping yourself. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it would be really good for you to be on here to kind of give some ideas for other people. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, and we will see you soon. Ish. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> Hope you, yeah. Hopefully we'll have you on some more episodes. We'll at least talk to you soon. Yeah. See we'll you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Soon-ish.
Um, I'll call you in like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Once again, like, subscribe, follow. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Make sure you comment on stuff you want to hear in the future. If you like this one, let us know. Um, it's not something we're going to do on an often basis, but if you, if you, if you need another one, let us know. We'll do another one. We'll maybe invite Chris back or we'll get some other people on here. Maybe we'll even see what we can do about, uh, getting maybe a, uh, I mean, I know there's some people in here that in our family that have written books and there's some licensed therapists in our family. We'll, we'll see what we can do, but, uh. We will see you next week with music. See you guys later. Peace. Bye.